Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The latest news on your team. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the bar. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Access you won't get anywhere else. I don't think they just want to give him away, so I think that's the move that's going to tell us. Then able to dump it out. Boystenson will pick it up in the neutral zone. He finds Witter down the left wing. He'll go across to me and his shot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chad. Joining you, Orders Now, along with Brendan Escott. Orders Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Jam-packed edition of Orders Now. Orders CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson, joining us in less than one minute. Edmonton Orders forward, Zach Hyman. We caught up with him. You're going to hear from several Orders players this week, including Connor McDavid and Leon. Andrei Seidel, Matthias Ekholm as well. Jay Woodcroft will join the show this week as well. Former player, general manager, the man that started Octagon's agency, friend of the shows for Wow Factor Desserts, Brian Lawton at 6.05. And for Legacy Heating and Cooling, a guy who had a 49-goal season in the National Hockey League, part of the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown. This is Oilers Now. It is 5.07 in Edmonton. A reminder, the River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Don't miss Ruben and Clay, 20 of the two are live at the River Cree, Saturday, September 30th. Get your tickets now at the RiverCreeResort.com, River Cree Resort Casino, Excitement Benedict. You can always text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan. He's a big part of the show at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We'll hear from Escott during different parts of the two-hour show today. 
In our top story for legacy heating and cooling, legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments, no interest for your, that's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Top story, the boys are back in town. Captain skates down at Rogers Place. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show... Edmonton Oilers CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Happy to be with you tonight. Yes, you're our uh, you're our launch guest on our five o'clock uh, slot. And I should I should mention to you that I've had a this would not surprise you because we've had the chance to have some conversations over the years. Uh, my first show that I ever did was in February of 2003. Kevin Lowe was the general manager of the Oilers. He was our first guest um, when we went to. Uh, do Oilers lunch in 2009. Kevin Lowe was our first guest, and in 2011, when 6:30 Chad purchased the rights of Oilers lunch, renamed it Oilers Now. A 12-year run on the station. Uh, Kevin was at the head of the company as president of the organization, and he was our first guest. So I don't think it uh, would surprise you that that's why we wanted to go down this path. You are at the head of the Oilers organization now, from a hockey operations perspective, the CEO. It's been about a month. How does it felt for you so far? the new role it's uh it's been great actually i've been out to edmonton a couple times and spent some time in the office and got to know a lot of people that i sort of kind of knew but getting to know them a lot better um spent some time with the coaching staff and ken holland last week when they were doing some meetings in uh in edmonton and uh no, yeah, it's been it's been excellent. I, I'm super excited by the opportunity, and I kind of pinch myself uh, every day still. But really looking forward to getting back and getting the season going and uh, watching this team of ours. I'm sure you you know had a lot of uh, contemplative time evaluating the decision to join the organization. Is it a little bit surreal to maybe think you, where you were four months ago? And now you're heading up a hockey club with, you know, your your former client um, who is still part of your group, uh, the most exciting team in the NHL, the team that's on U.S. television nationally the most this year in the league, the highest scoring team. Like, you, you sort of think, wow, like, could you have foreseen that scenario back maybe in May, what ultimately came to fruition throughout the course of the summer? Uh, no, to be honest, I did not see it coming. And I think I may have mentioned uh, when we spoke around the time of the announcement that I did not have this on my radar. I wasn't really looking to make a move from the agency. Uh, I was with Wasserman, which is a fantastic agency, global agency, and great colleagues in hockey and other sports, great leadership in Casey Wasserman and Jason Rene and it just sort of uh, came, you know, as a surprise and out of the blue. Um, and yes, I did have lots of contemplative moments and wrestling with um, sort of, you know, what should I do here? And ultimately, you know, obviously I decided that this was the right move for me and my family. And and I haven't, since I made the decision, I haven't uh, thought about it or questioned it one, one second. And, uh, 
totally happy with it and looking forward to the you know the next few years in Edmonton. The CEO of Hockey Operations for the Edmonton Oilers, Jeff Jackson, joining us live in Oilers now. It's 5-12 at Edmonton. Uh, Jeff, sometimes uh, when there's a, a new leader aboard, there's an observation period that takes place. Um, you've been fairly proactive. Now, there's a catch. You've been watching the Oilers. I mean, is it fair to say you've seen pretty much every game Edmonton's played uh, because of the representation of Connor really since 2015? Yeah, I don't think I've missed a game, to be honest, whether I watched them live or watched them, you know, uh, uh, recorded the next morning. Um, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen every game and I've watched the team closely and had a close relationship with with Bob Nicholson and then with Peter Shirelli and then with Kenny Holland and uh, obviously, you know, with having Connor on the team and then with Evan Bouchard, we, you know, we, we watch it very closely. So, I, I know the team, um, and like I said again at the media uh, availability the day this was announced, I, I, um, I know a lot of things on the surface. You know, I know the trainers to say hello. I know the doctors to say hello. But Brad Holland, Bill Scott, you know, the whole group. But I, you know, I haven't worked on uh, with them and on the inside, and that's that's part of the learning process for me getting to know you know everybody's um role how 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 deep you know they are in certain areas that i you know wouldn't even think of so it's it's been a you know it's been a quick learning experience for me it's been really good everybody's been really uh welcoming and uh good, great group of people all right well you do you've already made a change and uh so educate the listeners here on rick pracy i mean tyler wright uh was uh, started off with scott housing in columbus went to detroit uh ken holland brought uh, tyler and archie henderson over in the spring of 2019 uh we know pracy's track record i mean he had a great draft in 2009 with Colorado. You obviously have known Rick. Why was Rick the right fit from an amateur scouting perspective for the Oilers organization, Jeff? I think anytime that you um, take one of these jobs, you have to feel super comfortable um, with a relationship. I I didn't really know Tyler uh, at all. I know that he has a long history with Ken, both in Detroit and then here. Um, Rick Pracy is a guy that I've known for a long time. I know, you know, his work in Colorado. I know his work in Philadelphia. People can always point at specific drafts and draft records. Um, at the end of the day, those scouting staffs are large. And whether you are the chief amateur scout or uh, one of the scouts on staff, no one person's making any decision. It's, it's very much by, um, big committee like everybody puts a lot of time and effort and grinding on the road and traveling and then they get together and they produce the lists and i've sat through those meetings when i was working with with the toronto maple leafs and you know they can go on for three four days you know eight nine ten hours a day and lots of arguing and debate so um the thing i like about rick is that he's very He's very organized. He's very professional. He's a very good communicator, collaborative, progressive, like all those things. Those are, those are sort of the things that are, are important to me um, to have as a culture in the organization. So I just felt that with Rick being available, which is sort of um, uh, fortunate on our part, given just the circumstances in Philadelphia with a couple of changing of GMs, 
he would have he would have probably been their chief amateur scouter or in this or in that like upper echelon of their scouting staff if it had not been for those uh, managerial changes. So I figured that the opportunity was there, and I was going to take it, and and, um, and that's that's what we did. Jeff, I have some theories on scouting, and some people would say, Stoffer, I could easily debunk those. But do you believe that certain organizations seem to have better success scouting in, in certain regions? And I, I mean, I look historically at the Oilers, uh, OHL, WHL, Minnesota over Boston in the States, Sweden and Finland, not to discount say Russian players or Czech players or anything like that. But do you have to look at your organization's history as well as not that you want to prejudice against the player from where he's from, but is that part of part of the equation in terms of the amount of information you're seeking to find out whether or not you think that, uh, you know, a pick is going to click? Um, yeah, I think that there's sometimes there's a, there's a comfort level in certain areas um, if if the scouts have you know been ingrained there for a long time, and there's a, an ability to to look behind um, the play of the player, like go get lots of information from coaches, from teachers, from teammates, see their development arc um, from a younger age, watching them when they're you know 14, 15, not just in their NHL draft year or the year prior to that. There's lots of info that you can garner, um, and some teams have stronger scouting presence in certain areas. Um, I think it kind of is all over the map with different teams where that is. I think that for us, um, having someone in like Rick in Ontario is super important. Ontario, um, like the West, um, like Sweden, produces a lot of NHL players by the numbers when you look look at it. So having somebody that's super um, dialed in and connected um, throughout this province in Ontario and also with the staff that's, you know, in place in the West, I think we're in good shape now. And I think it's super important that um, we got eyes on the, our boots on the ground here on, in Ontario as well as uh, the other spots around the world. We are joined by Jeff Jackson. It's 518 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. More with Jeff when we return. As we mentioned, Oilers Now was uh, on 6.30 Chad from noon until 2 for the last uh, 12 seasons. It moves to 5 to 7. On Oilers game nights, we'll still have a 90-minute face-off show with Reed Wilkin prior to puck drop. Obviously, I'll be doing the color with either Jack Michaels or uh, Cam Moon providing play-by-play. Oilers Now will have a 90-minute version on those game nights that precedes uh, our uh, face-off show. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. It's 522 at Edmonton, and we re-engage on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky today, Oilers CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson. Jeff, I want to switch the focus a bit at this time and, and talk a bit about your, your journey. Uh, because the first time I heard the name Jeff Jackson was the 1985 uh, World Junior Squad. Canada ended up winning the gold. I think it was the second gold Canada had won at that time in World Juniors. What was that experience like for you? It was pretty uh, incredible because back then, um, like you said, we were the second team to win a gold, and I think it was the 83 team that had won with Randy uh, Moeller and his brother and Troy Murray and um, 
a whole bunch of other guys that I looked up to. And I, I, when I, when I was able to, to make that 85 world junior team, it wasn't like it is now where it's such a hyped event, you know, all the games are on TSN and, and it's followed by everyone around Christmas. You know, back then, no, only real hockey players themselves, you know, who are around that age uh, and, and some parents and some real hardcore hockey fans, you know what the world junior tournament was about, but, you know, being able to go and represent your country was pretty special. And the team that we, uh, we, we put together and went to Finland with was, uh, we're all still, you know, buddies. Lots of guys went on and played and had long careers. Others went on to coaching careers. And, uh, it was a, it was a really cool experience and something that like, I, I never have never forgotten. And, uh, you know, I really cherish that, uh, that 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 tournament. You played for for some of the fans would remember. I mean, the majority of your career was spent playing for the Quebec Nordiques. What was it like playing there at that time? Because I always heard tremendous things about you know, and and we've done multiple Oilers now road trips into Montreal. We're going to do one again in January this year when the Oilers play there. Um, but just Quebec City and the Battle of Quebec it must have been a pretty special time to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I loved playing in Quebec City. It's such a beautiful town, uh, very European. Um, I had a chance when I first got traded there to play, you know, with Peter Stashney and Anton Stashney and Michelle Goulet and Robert Picard and, and a bunch of Mario Goslin. So a lot of, um, you know, really well-known star players, especially, you know, the Goulets and Stashneys of the world. Um and then that team transitioned during my time there where we were rebuilding at a certain point and Joe Sackett came on board and Matt Sundin and Adam Foote. So there was a turnover, uh, Olin Nolan, there was a turnover of like from star players uh, to young players and we had a couple of tough seasons when that was going on from a, you know, a win perspective, but we really had a great group of players uh Again, similar to that World Junior team, have stayed friends with a lot of those guys that were teammates. Um, and unfortunately for me, I had a really bad, you know, break. I broke my the radius bone in my arm, shattered it, and really couldn't come back after that. So I had a sort of an early retirement. And then that Quebec team um, moved to Colorado a year or two later, and then won a cup a couple of years after that. So that that group of young guys that came into Quebec around the time of the Lindros trade where they got Forsberg and some other really key pieces that allowed them to, to win a cup shortly thereafter. But I, I really loved playing in Quebec City. It's just, it was a great town, great fans, great atmosphere, great restaurants. It was just, it was fun. All right, we're joined by Jeff Jackson. He's the CEO of Hockey Ops for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, anointed as such on August the 3rd. He's already made some moves to the Oilers organization. Jeff, I, I got to ask you, your, your career gets ended in part because of the injury. Why did you decide to go to law school? Did you always have an interest in law? Uh, how did you come to that decision? Um, yeah, I did. I had an interest in in law. I mean, my agent at the end of my career was Mike Gillis. He was a former player who had you know retired because of an injury also and had gone on to law school and was practicing law in Toronto and then got into the agent business. So, um, you know, he was very helpful with me when my, I was making my transition. I'd spent some time as an NHL player uh, association rep. So I would, you know, I would attend those meetings two or three times a year. Uh, Every year there was a 
set of meetings with the owners and I would attend those. And Bob Goodnow came in during that time, took over for Alan Eagleson, and he started something called a law committee, which I volunteered for. And it was basically to look at certain legal issues with the CBA that we were dealing with back then. And it just sort of piqued my interest. And I always thought that if I could take, you know, my playing career and then stack on top of a law degree and maybe practice law for a while, that it would be sort of a indicator that I, you know, that I could, you know, have success and would be marketable, I suppose. And um, I ended up practicing law for eight years and loved it. So, you know, it wasn't sort of a stepping stone to just go to law school. I ended up actually being a lawyer in Toronto for for eight years at Heaton Blakey. So it was... uh, it was a good move for me at the uh, end of the day. All right, Jeff Jackson joining us. Jeff, we got about 90 seconds before we go to the 5.30 news. Um, four, year, four or five years in the Maple Leafs organization as assistant GM? Yeah, I think it was just a little over four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best, uh, best part about the experience for you that made you better in the future? Uh, I got a lot of responsibility really quickly just when John Ferguson was uh, let go and Cliff Fletcher came in. I you know, ended up having to, the opportunity to deal with a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise, and I was managing the cap and doing all the contracts and all the staff contracts and all the travel and looking after the Marley. So wow. I got a chance to work with Cliff, who was a, you know, a legendary GM, but I had a lot on my plate, and it was a really good learning experience for me. I, I really uh, was lucky, I think, to have that opportunity. Jeff, can you stay with us uh, through the break for another 12 to 15 minutes? We'll talk a bit about your move into the agency side and then uh, maybe some areas where you're you're hoping to to maybe change and alter a little bit of the course of the direction of the Oilers organization. You good with that? Yeah, sure. All right. Excellent. Jeff Jackson's our guest. He's the CEO of Hockey Operations for the Edmonton Oilers. It's 528 in Edmonton. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.